Welcome back to Bible Love. If you're paying attention, you'll notice that we took a week off last week. Part of that is Mary Balfour goes to Europe and things fall apart. No one leaves me in charge of anything. But also, uh, sometimes ministry gets in the way. Life gets crazy and uh, you punt. So if you missed us, we are here. And as we promised, we are joined by uh, the Reverend Canon Jimmy Hartley. We'll talk more about him in a minute. But first, today is the feast day of Zeta of Tuscany, a worker of charity from the 13th century. So here is our collect. Let us pray. Merciful God, who has given to us all things necessary for life and godliness, grant that we, like your servant Zeta, may be faithful in the exercise of our duties, and that whatever you give us to do, we may do it heartily to you for the honor and glory of your name. Through him who has called us to virtue, Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. All right, we've had him before, and um, against my better wishes and better judgment, he's back. Reverend Canon Jimmy Hartley, he serves as Canon Pastor at Trinity Cathedral in Columbia, South Carolina. Hey, Jimmy, how are you? Hey, good, Alan. Um, you know, I I didn't uh, realize this, I've been on the show before, so it's been great. <laughs> you forgot? Yeah, have you? I don't know. Maybe we yeah. just talk about it. I think um, it's I think it's great that you and um, Mary Balfour have been doing a podcast that I should watch it sometime. Yeah, you should. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any idea what we're talking about today? Well, I, well, you know, I'm, I'm sure you have something planned and so we'll have a good time talking about it, whatever it is. Yeah. This is going to be a bunch of dead air because we, we uh, <laughs> no, we've been talking about the Psalms. Jimmy and I are right. prepared kind of Jimmy and I have, uh, we're also very good at winging things. We did this professionally for three years. Uh, basically show up at the office every day and was like, what are we going to do? I don't know. Right. What are we going to do? Yeah, we're talking about the Psalms. And we've had people come in and talk about their favorite Psalm. We've had people come in and talk about um, how the Psalms are used in Sunday worship. We've had people talk about the choral aspect of Psalms. The thing Jimmy and I want to talk about somewhat is uh, Jimmy's at a cathedral. They have daily morning prayer and daily services. And so they do the Psalms differently than some congregations. Jimmy, talk to me about the Psalms in the life of y'all's worshiping community at Trinity. Yeah, so we, uh, first of all, we we have a daily morning prayer uh, each day um, at 930. Uh, and and also we do a even song every Sunday at four. So we really spend a lot of time you know, in our, in our context, uh, you know, praying through the daily office, which as you know, um, really relies in fact, the, the office itself sort of, um, lends itself to somnity, uh, in a lot of ways, you know, it's the, it's the first of the scripture readings that we will read each, each, uh, you know, at each service, um, we particularly, the, the dean of the cathedral <clears throat> has chosen to use what's called the 30 day cycle. If you know, the, 
you look at the lectionary in the back of the prayer book, the Episcopal prayer book, 1979, you'll notice that the lectionary has particular psalm uh, references both for morning prayer and evening prayer. Um, but there's another option that if you were to look at the psalm in the, the psalm of uh, the Psalter and the prayer book, which begins on uh, page 585, you'll notice that there's a, uh, planned 30 day cycle, um, such as, you know, Psalm one begins on the first day morning prayer, and that'll go through a number of different, um, all the way to Psalm five. And then you'll see that Psalm six picks up at the first day of evening prayer. So the Dean, um, has chosen for our, at least for our weekday morning prayers that the Psalter, uh, will be said uh, according to that 30-day cycle. Um, now, we don't, have, we don't have an evening prayer, so we, we really kind of miss, you know, those you know, half of the Psalter each month. Um, I always kind of wonder whether or not we should employ sort of a two-month cycle uh, so that we get through the, the whole Psalter, um, you know, every, you know, every, every other month. Um, but as it is right now, we we say uh, large chunks of uh, of the of the psalter each morning, which is actually kind of great. Uh, it kind of helps me at least to to uh, see how the um, sort of the lineage and the uh, and the connection. Not that I really find a lot of connection between each particular like Psalm 1 to Psalm 2 or whatnot, but there every once in a while there's these groupings that, uh, that helps us to, um, sort of, uh, sort of see how this, this whole Psalter sort of lives together. Um, you know, the, the lectionary based one that is only, you know, maybe a, a piece of a Psalter or, or a piece of a psalm, or um, or things like that. You don't you don't really get, I think, uh, that uh, you know the the ways that psalm speaks to each other from psalm one to psalm two, or you know, or whatnot. And so, um, it's been a rich experience. It's not something that I've I've ever um, you've been a part of a community in which they've done a 30 day cycle, but, um, but it's been really rich over the last 18 months of, uh, praying yeah, at least. And of course, you know, we don't have, uh, we don't have the daily office on Saturdays and Sundays. We actually don't have it on Friday either. Um, but, uh, so at least four days a week, uh, we get, so I guess we're a little less than, than half a Psalter. Yeah. Half a Psalter each month, but, um, but the intention being that, uh, that we get to, to experience that long, you know, the, the relationship of Psalms from one to another. Um, and it's, and it's a rich experience. Um, but particularly if you were to look at the Psalter, um, there's a, in the prayer book, um, there's really a lot of tools that you can use when you, uh, to, to do this communally, you know, or, or congregationally, um, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about that or. Yeah. I mean, there you think about, you know, I've 
led some of the services of the cathedral when I was in South Carolina. And in some weeks, it was like me and, and one other person. And sometimes it was a small congregation. And so that, when I'm leading worship, some of that, um, how we do the psalmist dependent on how many people are there. And, but it's not just like a logistical consideration about that. There's the ways that we do it. And I didn't know until about five minutes ago when Jimmy pointed this out, that there are actually rubrics for, for the Psalter. I'd never seen this in my <laughs> life. Um, but it talks about the different ways that, that we, we read the, the Psalm, that we pray the Psalm. And you've heard Mary Balfour and I talk about she and her congregation on Sundays, they say the Psalm at eight o'clock and they chant it at 1030. We uh, chanted at both services, but the, the times when we, when we read it, we're limited. We only ever read it in unison uh, because we live stream and there the microphones wouldn't pick up. And, and there it's an utterly technical reason, which I think we lose some of the beauty. But yeah, I'd love to talk about direct recitation, antiphonal. Can you explain what these words mean to me? Yeah, well, uh, I can, you know, well, let's begin with the antiphonal recitation. Um, that's the, that's the style that, uh, we particularly use, uh, for our morning prayers. So we have morning prayer each, each day in, uh, a little Marian chapel off to the side. Siebel's chapel is a beautiful little blue domed, uh, star spangled, um, uh, chapel and the, the structure of it is set up and with cathedral chairs that face each other. So it's almost sort of a, um, a recitation room, uh, in a lot of ways that, you know, um, and, uh, and so we, we have uh, a practice of using uh, or saying the Psalms together antiphonally, uh, meaning that one side begins verse one and then the other side then has a response uh, uh, using the, the next verse. We also employ uh, the use of pausing around the asterisks. Um, one of the, you know, when you have a, a meeting coming up or something like that, you know, and you're in your reading, you know, four Psalms during the day, you know, you kind of, um, it, sometimes it's, it's easy to kind of speed uh, the longer pieces up. And so uh, to force yourself to really, hear each half verse or, or or each sort of pause of the of of each of each verse or stanza um helps the words sort of resonate and then being able to hear uh uh someone being able to then return that you know the next verse um uh, you know where you're participating and then you also have opportunity to listen um, and it's just a very rich way, of, I think, of, of being able to kind of enter into uh, praying through the Psalms. Yeah, I think the this thing. is, yeah, the variety of ways you do this, I think, because one thing, especially if you're going through a big chunk, right? Morning prayer itself could be in like 10 minutes, except those weeks that you have all these Psalms and it makes 30 mm-hmm. minutes. Or, and so there's, there can be that tendency to rush. There can also be the tendency to just go through the motions. If everyone says it together, you just mumble the words and follow mm-hmm. along. But all these ways, antiphonally, you know, sometimes if you're yeah. in like a circle setting, everyone takes a, a verse and you go around, like there's ways mm-hmm. to, to incorporate pauses and paying attention that just, 
changes and and I didn't know uh so I wasn't raised Episcopalian um and so um lots of things I learned particularly around the prayer book I when I went to seminary and we were in a formation group every Tuesday morning we would have essentially a small group where we'd worship and and someone introduced um reading the psalms like this with a pause like almost an uncomfortably long pause at the asterisk and that was the first time I had experienced that and there's something about the waiting there's some almost the discomfort of when's the rest going to come that it breaks up the monotony of just reading through it and I think yeah. using these changing the way we read it 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 tricks our brain into to focusing in a different way yeah, I mean, it's like anything with, you know, with, uh, with ritual and liturgy, right? Um, you kind of find yourself at times feeling, uh, just, you know, reciting or rote response to, to things. And, and so having an opportunity to change it up from time to time is helpful. We're having, uh, a variety, right? So our, our Sunday morning services, uh, you know, nine o'clock is, um, is normally, uh, chanted by the community. <clears throat> but at our 11 o'clock at our, our, you know, solemn choral mass, <clears throat> it's sung by the choir. And so it's, it's more a, a participation by, you know, observation by, you know, that, that you're, that someone is, um, using, uh, you know, different chat styles to, you know, or, you know, for us to be able to experience songs in a different way. So, you know, uh, so it's nice to have some variety to it, uh, outside of it being, you know, I think the priests or someone who's leading the service needs to be careful about not, not being flippant about changing it up unless that's part of your community uh, experience and people are prepared for it. Um, you know, we, we did a tenembrae over, over uh, Holy Week and we, we tried to have, uh, to, to have, you know, it, as you know, tenembrae has lots of psalms um, that are read in it. So we tried to have an antiphonal style um, and it didn't quite, uh, should say it didn't, people didn't quite catch on. <laughs> so we had to sort of, sort of change as we, you know, and adapt to the way that the community had received the instructions in the, in our bulletin. Um, now, and of course, you know, you know, if you're reading psalmody or, or chanting psalmody or brain, the Psalms, um, as a, as a, you know, in, in, you know, in a corporate manner, you know, one of the things that, uh, that really throws that off too is when people aren't listening to read together, uh, you know, that's one of the challenges of an antiphonal style of, uh, you know, of reading the Psalms is the group on one side need to be listening out for each other so that the, or chanting, right? Like, you can't have different tunes and, you know, uh, and speeds in which we, we, we sing. So it's, it requires not just us reading the words or praying the words, uh, but, 
but listening for the words uh, as others are saying it so that we're reading it together. Like the Nicene Creed, right? Have you ever had that one person who, who uh, wants to speed it up a little bit and you're t- trying to like talk over them to say, you know, to try to slow it down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's one of the, the burdens of, of worship <laughs> leadership, right? Is the pacing, yeah. right? Like I was thinking about this this week because there was someone who, like this place has particular places where we pause, catch our breath and move on. And it's based on the way I lead Lord's prayer, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there was someone in the congregation that was kind of a beat ahead and you can hear people out there and it's a struggle, right? Like yeah. Because you want to, I don't race through stuff. Like when we're praying things, I, I lead probably a lot slower than I would if I was just praying it on my own. And Psalms are the same way. Like we have a relatively small choir. We're not big and fancy like you guys at the, at the big house. And so we use the same tone every week. It's simplified and it, you know, it helps people get in the pattern of we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And we changed it up for um, one season. I forgot. And it threw people for a loop. Right. But there it was a season. And so we could build into it. But if you're, Mm Some places, if you're throwing out new tones and all this every week, if if there's not the skill there, then um, it could be a train wreck. Both, like, as far as the, the seriousness of the worship, it could be a train wreck. But then it's just so distracting. What are you actually getting from it? Right, right. Do you remember doing that in seminary? Like, every morning prayer, it was <clears throat> it would, each chapel group would use different uh, psalm yeah. tones that we would chant, things like that. And to one extent, it was great because it was yet another layer of yeah. focus. And, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I think we had maybe an opportunity to, to really sit with like the variance of tones and, you know, the different chants that we can use along, you know, on top of these songs. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I can imagine that, uh, a congregation that doesn't have the opportunity to, kind of sit there over a week, over, you know, every day, um, that could be, uh, it could be really challenging, uh, particularly some of the ones that are these chapel groups would pick were very difficult. Um, so or the chapel groups that had musicians in it that would set their own tongs, songs. <laughs> yeah. That's just like, so no one's ever heard it, but that, yeah. I mean, it, seminary chapels, a, a weird beast. It's a learning lab. And like you and I, right? Like we were at morning prayer basically every day. I never went to evening prayer in seminary, maybe twice in my three years. But you get this pattern. Number one, you experience all the ways people do it. Um, you can see how the leadership of, of worship can help. Like, do you know when your pauses are? Do you know when all that is? And the, the variety of settings. But, you know, I think about trying to do some of that stuff in a congregation. There's something about knowing what's coming that frees you up to actually experience it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do like, I do like variety in some ways, but there are a lot of ways that you could do different chants that don't, you know, like the note goes up and set down or, you know, like those kind of things that, 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 you know, gives you the variety that you're seeking, you know, that, so it doesn't become a rote thing for folks, you know, but, but sort of, um, enlivens that curiosity and creativity and the focus that it takes yeah. to do that. Even that's the, that's what you give up by having the same thing 
week after week, I think, even, you know, whether or not it just be a direct recitation or antiphonally, things like that. Y'all, y'all do particularly, y'all do the direct recitation. Yeah. If, if we're not chanting and that, I mean, that's the limiting factor there is the sound for the live stream. And so everyone chants together. And so folks know what's coming. We've had at eight o'clock, sometimes the, the lector, the le- whoever reads the first lesson introduces the psalm. Sometimes they'll say, you know, we're going to do this some other way. And even there, there's this moment where folks adjust because we're used to doing it one way. And some of that mm-hmm. is, is good. Like we need to be flexible. We need to, to do things in a different way um, because it helps wake you from your slumber a little bit. One, the last thing I want to talk about, our time's getting short, but you oh, said yeah. you have Evensong. That's choral Evensong, right? And y'all have, I've heard Trinity's Choir. It's outstanding. Are they doing some of the, the, the settings for the Psalter? And it's almost a, it's not a performance. I mean, it, it is a little bit, but it's worshipful. Yeah. And <clears throat> I can only imagine how beautiful it is to hear these, these Psalms. Yeah, and and if you know, you or your folks ever want to listen to a choral even song done really well, our, we do have a fantastic choir. In fact, our uh, our choir master uh, Jared Johnson and uh, the associate choir master William Douglas they've they've actually compiled uh, uh, all the psalms set to chant. Like they've written it or they've taken it from you know the Anglican uh, psalm tunes, things like that. And so, um, you know, they, uh, it's, it's quite striking to hear, you know, multi, you know, all four parts, you know, with, um, with facing choirs. So they basically have two choirs, one on each side. Um, you know, I'm sure all the people that, that are like choir masters listening to this are like these guys know nothing, (laughs) but, uh, but they have sort of responsorial, uh, components set up in the way. So there's a, you know, soprano and alto, tenor and bass on one side and the same configuration on the other. So that the, they can voice from both sides of the cathedral, um, which really adds to the sort of the, the richness of that element, you know, the richness of the way that they are able to not just do, you know, chant hymnody. I mean, uh, uh, the Psalter, but, but also hymnody and you know other other kind of music that that's um, that they they sing, um, and so I, I you know we we've live stream it every week, and so if people are ever interested in and in sort of experiencing a uh, sort of a, a full on uh, even song. Uh, it really is a is is a good introductory, and it, and it is they're really fantastic choirs. So, our <clears throat> we have I think let's see we have like five choirs at at the cathedral. Uh, we have uh, sort of the cathedral singers, um, and then sort of the cathedral choir, and then we have quite a few. We have a young boys and uh, young men choir, um, a girls choir, and then some of the more novice choirs that, uh, you know, that's introductory, um, to, to the choir. So it's, it's really a, a, a well-developed, um, highly developed, uh, program that, uh, that really, it really elevates worship in, in ways that I've not experienced in other churches that I've served either as a, like a youth minister or a parishioner. 
you know, or as a priest. And so the, the opportunity to have a, you know, a song, solemn, you know, even song, um, every week is, is really a, um, really a, a blessing for the church. And it's neat because it, it really is the only kind of only show in town for lack of a better, uh, lack of a better, um, you know, sort of comment, but, um, that it really draws people from all over town. So it's, it's a whole congregation on its own that, that, uh, that uh, takes advantage of, of this offering. So I, I recommend it to your, to your yeah. folks. They're interested in seeing how, uh, that evening prayer, you know, as, uh, as employed, uh, and in, in different ways. So it is one good resource. Yeah, no, I'll share a link, um, to the live stream there. So we, um, that's about our time. So number one, folks listening, when Mary Balfour gets back, please I'll let her know. Jimmy and I did not break things and we had a successful episode and, um, this is great. We'll have you on. And when we have you on in another year, we'll forget that you were actually on before. That'll um, be my dick. Cause you're utterly forgettable. <laughs> Um, uh, I've, I've experienced that. My children remind me that all the time. The dean of our seminary. <laughs> right. Yeah, Jimmy, as always, it's good to thanks. see you. Good. Thanks for helping us unpack the rubrics of the Psalter. Who knew? I didn't know there were rubrics to the Psalter, but now I do. Yeah. So, thanks, remember. man. Thanks for having me on. It's, it's been a lot of fun. I, I do always enjoy uh, being on um Bible love. That's what it's called, right? Bible love. Yeah, Bible love. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, love you and you and Mary Balfour. So appreciate y'all hanging in there and doing this for, for us and, and for everybody else. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's important that we, uh, have spaces like this where we can share our thoughts and kind of dive into scripture. Um, so thank you for what y'all are doing. I appreciate that. That's the idea. So let's open up the Bible and talk about it. And so we have a couple weeks left in the Psalms. And then this summer, we got something coming up um, that we'll talk about in a couple weeks. But listeners, remember, we love you. But most importantly, God does.